You wanna hear a good joke? Nobody speak, nobody get choked. Sports fans, it's Friday here on 89.1 KHOL and Teton Sports Talk is here to bring you a little bit closer to your weekend trainer. And I didn't know whether I was going to be mad or depressed, but once I just turned on the microphone to the introduction, I'm depressed. Sports are the worst. It's getting kind of hard to think things are going to get better. <laughs> it's World Series champion. Sports are great. Graham Trainer, how's it going? Happy New Year. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. God, that I'm I might be over. I might be overdoing that the way you just shoved that in my face. No, it's okay. It's the first time y'all haven't won in three years. It's really tough to be an Alabama fan. It's it's not. This past twenty years, this past twenty years or not even twenty. No, it's fifteen. Fifteen. Two thousand years is so hard. So hard, Massey. You know what? You know what though? I feel young. I feel like it's 2014 again. I'm 30 yeah. instead of almost 40. Instead of almost 40. Why do you think that I feel that way? Because your team won. No, because they were bad back then. Uh, no, because it's the first time since the 2014 season that in the college football championship there will be no SEC team. Yeah, Big Ten represent two Big Ten teams, right? Big Ten Pac-12, dog. All right, this is what this is what Marcus we're talking Mariota about. versus Ezekiel Elliott. This is what we're talking about. We're talking about college football. I'm an Alabama fan, and I fan. and I was so adamant last week about how Alabama, Michigan were going to have to play. One team was going to have to play a perfect game, and one mistake was going to be the difference in the game. It was sloppy. There were mistakes. I mean, how many fumbles did you see? did not result in a turnover in that game. It just seemed Almost like the ball was near, on the ground near. at all times. Yeah. It it was Michigan's special teams, I wrote this down. They had one missed field goal, one missed extra point, which was the result of a, a mishandled snap. Two muff punts, one resulted in a turnover, and one almost resulted in a safety for Bama to win the game with 20 seconds left. And then J.J. McCarthy almost threw an interception on the first play of the game. The greatest quarterback in Michigan history? Massey. No. John barf. Barf, dude. Um, and then John, Bar- John Barfbaugh? Uh-huh. <laughs> dude. And then Alabama, just the ball was on the ground at all times. I just was sitting there like, okay, it's 2 p.m. local time. When can I start stress drinking? <laughs> like how much of this football game can I watch before I'm like, what is happening? I'll, Coors Light is the only remedy for what I feel. Has anybody heard from uh, what was the was it was it Will Riker a while back who he went missing for a bit? Has anybody heard from that that starting center Seth McLaughlin? Is he is he dead? Yeah, well uh, he's in he's going to enter the transfer portal because he's the most wanted man Alleg- in the state. Or, uh, on- on his own, by his own uh, accord, or by his own, uh, what do you say, own volition? Uh, yeah, I'm sure he's like, I got to get the hell out of here. Like, there's no way I can. Come you don't back. think he was talked into it? Oh, you don't think? I don't Saban's think he had an executive been. assistant. I think the the okay. crazy, yeah. the absolute crazy Alabama fans, the ones that shoot their neighbors over the Iron Bowl, are knocking on his door, <laughs> and he's like, dude, uh, this is no, no, I'm not even going to return to class for the second semester. 
I am out of here. Maybe he'll go to Colorado. Dion will get him or something. <laughs> I mean, he's a good – I feel he, bad for he's him. A decent, honestly, there was a point of where I got past the frustration, like after the game, of being mad at him. And then I was like – because he kept – he put his hands up in the air a couple of times, and I was like, what do you mean, dude? You have no one affects the snap but the center. Like, there's not, there's nothing else that can happen. Your your timing is off in some cases, and sometimes you're just giving worm burners back to the mill row, and you're we're losing. Bama's losing eight yards a, on third on like second and uh, manageable. Now it's third and long. So there was my frustration built, 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 and then after the game, I was like, that guy is going to hear it from every single talking head. How about how he was so bad? I feel bad for the kid. Like, thank you for your service. We'll see you later. You know, I hope the mm-hmm. I hope the road comes up to meet you, kind of thing. At least you can get high in Colorado and not get in trouble. You know, you can have you have a more enjoyable time in Boulder than Tuscaloosa. I'm pretty sure Tuscaloosa is a pretty lawless place. If I had any uh, oh. any experience let's just say there's the laws are suspended for people like seth mclaurin until until they have 10 bad snaps in a college football playoff game that's true i guess i guess dion dion and saban are they're aflac buds yeah flack bros so he's probably putting a good word for him on his way out i don't know is he, i mean i'm looking at the logistical the play the play that would have been the swing pass that should have should have happened had the snap been clean and milro not had to like do a Dak Prescott, QB sneak, pancake block, Ezekiel Elliott into the 49ers playoff game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, so let's let's talk about let's talk about some yeah. X's and O's besides Seth McLaurin because sure. there's so much more to this game than that. It let's talk about that last play because Milrow kind of panicked yeah. a little bit. If you Either. there's a bunch of angles of it, and it looks like everything's going left. It looked like he was either passed to the flat with two blockers ahead of uh I forgot who was out there. Or Milro, there was a pulling yeah. guard. There was a pulling guard coming around, and if Milro was patient enough to hit, like, allow that play to develop a little bit, he had the the left side open for a walk in touchdown. But he'd been getting hit all game in Michigan. Holy smokes! They had one month to prepare on how to disguise their defense, and they did a very good job. Jesse Minter, Michigan's defensive coordinator who's from the Harbaugh tree. I think he coached for the Ravens for a little while. He disguised his blitzes and sacked Milrow, what, four times in the first half? I think there was five or six sacks total with immeasurable amount of hurry-ups. Like, Milrow could not drop back and pass, and they took Burton and Bond out of the game. They were just not a factor. And I think he only completed, I mean, five or five or eight passes. I, It was not, it was not a good game, and – what Miro did make a mistake, it didn't immediately cost them points, but it seemed like Alabama was in a position to go down the field. They were marching down the field. They were up either four or seven at the time. I, for, I think it was seven. And I was like, and it felt like Alabama was starting to get a rhythm. I was like, okay, Alabama can go down here and at least increase it to, to 10 with Will Reichert's leg because Reichert is now the what no yeah 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 he's the he scored the I most points point scored scored in NCAA, history, yeah NCAA history oh oh NCAA history yeah yeah he's oh, a stud damn he's wow. a stud so like getting his range he was hitting from 50 and so it just seemed like that and then Milro Milro didn't 
didn't do the ball security where he didn't switch the ball. He allowed the defender just to come in right at him and it fumbled. And although Michigan didn't get any points, field position was so important in that game that it set Alabama back and they just like couldn't couldn't get it going. Tommy Reese adjusted for the Alabama's offense pretty well, but it just like couldn't Michigan's defense was was the Michigan's defense was ouch coached by Tommy Reese and Alabama's offense. How about that? I'll admit that. Yeah. And and Michigan's defensive line has become a I mean since since Hutchinson a few years ago, the Lions great Hutchinson. Yeah. Aiden? Aiden? I mean they Aiden just have like a yeah. Yeah, they have a ro- rotating beast beast mode of like recruiting on their defensive line. So obviously, and, like that's a the lines are important in big in Big Ten football. But yeah. uh, and it seemed and Kirk Herbstreit mentioned it during the broadcast. He was like Alabama's average lineman is bigger than every single other line in the NFL. I think they're average averaging well over three hundred and fifty pounds. But Michigan just seemed to run around them. Like their lateral movement wasn't wasn't good, and then. Yeah, and then they just like kept kept having stupid snaps. Hey, okay. not all almost, not all almost got almost got fired up there. Almost got not fired all three hundred not all three hundred pound athletes are good. Zion Williamson, you know, bad he's pretty diets. good. He's pretty good. <laughs> but I will say this: JJ McCarthy had some plays where, and you know those you know the where the like the ball bounced our way type of thing type of those plays. It seemed like yeah. the ball bounced both teams' ways, but in Michigan it got a couple more. Like for instance, that backwards lateral to McCarthy where he hit somebody that wide open down the field, and he had to catch it with one hand and uh, uh, was just getting so much pressure in his face, he just absolutely smushed. And he completed the pass or that third and long where the Michigan wide receiver like touched his toe down. He was initially called out of bounds. And they're like, no, that's a catch. And they had to go review. It seemed like Michigan was having those breaks more than Alabama. Mm-hmm. And it and it just kind of slowly added up to, okay, Michigan gets the ball back. Here comes a game-tying drive from J.J. McCarthy and Harbaugh. And it was, and it was like that. I mean, overtime was kind of exciting, but mm-hmm. the guy's been getting quick. the yips all year. Seth, the center for Alabama, has been getting the, the yips all year. Some people – who haven't watched the games, haven't just don't know this, but Milrow has been focused so much on just catching the ball for the snap when he's in the shotgun that is probably distracting him to be able to to read defenses because he wasn't able to read Michigan's defense, but he was because he was so focused on the ball coming from anywhere from his toes to over his head. So it was just frustrating to see like just the small things like why can't Alabama snap the football without like immense amount of pressure it was it was it's just strange to watch mm-hmm. I, I could see yeah Nick Saban doing the um coach Kilmer like with the whistle stick to the basics stick to the basics stick yeah. to the basics yeah. smacking <laughs> them on the helmet after this I mean Massey hey sometimes we saw this with the Astros sometimes cheaters prevail and I'm sorry about Alabama. I do, I wasn't going to bring that up, but since you brought that up, isn't that whack? Well, there's a picture. There's a picture. Of, I'm looking at a picture. He's staring at me. Stallions. Is this not a deep fake? Was he at this game? He was at the jail? game. Yeah. He's not in sports jail. Why is he not in sports jail? Why is he not Kevin Spacey of, of uh, college football where he's just canceled? Yeah, he you're just at this done. Game. I don't understand this. 
I don't understand this. Makes me mad. Makes my blood boil. Jim He's Harbaugh. Jim right Harbaugh now. didn't coach half the games this this year. <laughs> didn't coach half. He didn't coach six games. Unbelievable. Oh man. Well, the twelve team playoff is coming next year. We got two super conferences, SEC and Big Big Ten next year. The college football landscape will change, but it was the Rose Bowl with Michigan helmets lined up against Alabama helmets. Those colors. That stadium, it was an incredible mm-hmm. atmosphere to watch a college football game. And, and uh, yeah, it sucks to lose. I hate losing. I, I really I really enjoy winning. It's one of my favorite things to do. Yeah, naysayer, please. Uh, <laughs> let's move on to the, uh, the, the Washington-Texas game. And I was, I was pretty uh, three sheets of the win around the middle of the fourth quarter. So I was like – Washington's got this. I'm just going to doze off. Michael Penix has been dropping dime after dime after dime to a dune. Say, like, holy smokes, Michael Penix is stepping up on the biggest stage. I told you everyone. I told everyone starting last season that Michael Penix was an elite quarterback, and now he's here knocking on the doorstep of a national championship, Washington's first one. But let's get back to the Texas-Washington game and not just go ahead and brag about where I was right. How did Texas come back? Because I woke up on the couch and all the lights were off and the TV was off. And I was like, oh, crap. And I looked at the score and I was like, oh, Washington won by a touchdown. And I missed the the final sequence, which was bizarre in itself when I went back and looked at it. But there was somehow Washington almost had a absolute collapse. Yeah, there was some, yeah, there was some play calling. There was some stops and there was some, I feel like there was a, there's a couple tur- like obviously Penix didn't have any turnovers. He almost had a I mean he had a perfect game, 29 of 38, 430 freaking yards. Yeah. Two one two one two one hundred yard receivers. Uh one, two, three, four, five, six, seven receivers caught a pass. Yeah, Odunze and Polk, monster games. Studs. Um I forgot who it was. Somebody had a turnover, a fumble. There was uh because I remember a um I remember a what's it called a, a, a replay and Ewers was making enough plays. He had a pretty bad game completion percentage wise, um, but he was making enough plays to kind of get them back in the game towards the end. Yeah. And obviously and they almost, they almost got the, they got to the end zone almost. And there know, was an injury like timeout pass. for Washington on the offense where he like, instead of being able to run down the play clock to like 20 seconds, they had to stop the play clock and, charge Washington to timeout so they had 50 seconds or something like that so that was a part yeah. of it and then but I I want to put the play calling with fourth with four downs to go into the end zone all on Steve Sarkeesian he folded he folded someone who is known for his play calling folded in the biggest moment of his career and had two passes out to the flat one pass that went into the stands another pass in a double coverage like what wait what that was your four plays don't you have a little black book as a coach and you're like four plays to win the game first and goal like that that was his four plays yeah he's just a slightly less poor man's uh Jimbo Fisher there's actually a pretty good little statistic first three seasons com- uh compare uh compare comparison chart uh, record, conference record, top ten wins. It's I, I was startling. Ooh, ooh. and then but, 
But Quinn Ewers is coming back, right? Arch Manning's going to sit out another year, sit behind Quinn Ewers yeah. another year. Mm-hmm. He almost had to play in the game. He was up. He was up warming up because Ewers got smacked in the head. I did see a shot. I did see a shot. Like I said, I just uh, an overtime college football playoff game when your team's in it and you're feeling it. Things get a little loose around the house, you know, like yeah, you're you're numb, yeah, 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 yeah. So there's it's a little it's a little <laughs> fuzzy. The details are a little fuzzy when it comes to the. T- I was like, oh yeah, great, another there, football game. Is there a hole? Is there a hole? Is there a hole in this glass? <laughs> yeah. All right, all right, all right. Moving on. That was our college football recap. We'll get into the college football championship, college football playoff championship, college football, cha- whatever. College we'll get football that into our pick him. We got to get into the huddle because we have an absolutely packed show. I'm going to bring up the energy now that the recap is over. So our show is going to consist of the huddle and then the Baker's dozen after that. The huddle is the good news of the week, the critical number of the week, something you are stuck on, your quote slash question of the week, and uh, your goat of the week. Trainer, lead us off. What's your good news of the week? My good news of the week was the playoff semis. Uh, they were both very good. They were outstanding last year as well. A little more high scoring last year, but I feel like these games what do you mean came by, down. I actually, mean, okay, okay. The semifinals, the semifinals. Excuse me, excuse me. Yeah, playoff semis, semifinals were good again. Last year, they were more high scoring, but I feel like this year they were either going into overtime or there was a chance to win the game for Texas. So they were mm-hmm. a little closer within the last 10 seconds. Um, so we kind of already went through that. I guess my backup good news is Wander Franco has finally been apprehended in Dominican Republic. So we can finally, oh, they caught arrest him. Good. yeah, the same, the same week as, uh, Epstein's list came out. What do you, what do you know? Yeah. Good <laughs> week. Good week for the McLaw dog chasing down those type of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was Virginia. Uh, well, there's 12 teams next year, so there's potential. They didn't make the playoffs. So didn't get to watch my team again. Um, but, but I had a good time. I was definitely rooting for Texas and Alabama. I mm. wanted to see the rematch. It's okay. It's completely the opposite. Uh, Big 10, Pac-12s, Pac-12s last year. Enjoy Michael Penix. He's going to the draft. and Enjoy it while you can. Enjoy the Pac-12s final hurrah. Um, Wouldn't that be funny, awesome for funny, the Pac-12? I mean, that would be amazing to go out a champion. Yeah. Like, and with this team, there's such a – we'll get into it, obviously, with the matchup, but, like, the, the like I was reading or looking at like how much of a how much of an impact like the COVID um, situation has created this veteran team they have where they're all old as hell they're all like you know he's older than CJ Stroud by two years Michael Penix is like they have these they just have such an older established team it's kind of like one yeah. of those college basketball teams that's like they have four years worth of starters and somehow they're in the national title game you're like oh yeah like that makes sense you know? Yeah. I've, 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 uh, I've breaking news for you. Like a Gonzaga speaking of Washington, the state of Washington. What's oh up? yeah. What happened? Um, the Los Angeles uh, Lakers are getting pissed at their head coach. A, a LeBron, <laughs> a LeBron, <laughs> LeBron is getting losing patience with their head coach ham. Like <laughs> no, duh. Like what? So, yeah. So is that, I had a question. Earlier in the show, I said I made a joke that was an LSU shirt. That's either a Washington Huskies or a Lakers shirt you have on there. At least the I'm, all, I'm, I'm, all, I want, I have no, no iota in my being wants Michigan to win. Not one cell no. in my body wants Michigan to win. This is like, to me, this is like, um, by the way, Astros I'm wearing a Mobile Mystic shirt. And if you know that, you're, yeah, yeah. if you know who they are, you're an absolute G. 
you're a you're a huge hockey fan. Um, farm league, farm league systems. That's what Mobile's good at. Farm, They're not even good at hockey. that. They're, all their farm league teams have folded too. Anyway, this is like the, the 2019 Bowl. World Series. Um, the Nationals playing the Astros to me. So the Astros lost. The Nationals prevailed. So hopefully Washington prevails like that. That's why I'm kind of I'm putting I'm parallel paralleling uh michigan and astros for the rest of my life this this span of five years the two of them because they both cheated and i hope that the other team wins all right here's my good news of the week you ready mm-hmm. snoop dog is going mm. to be nbc is adding snoop dog to the coverage uh coverage team at the paris olympics this summer yes that yes, is awesome summer. i can be I've watched more YouTube videos of Snoop Dogg narrating animal like planet videos. I cannot wait for him to watch horses dance around in, a, in an arena or like track and field events where they're throwing the javelin or something. I cannot wait for him to be like, what the hell is that? And therefore the <laughs> ensuing hilarity that is Snoop Dogg. Oh, yeah, that's great. And he, and he, he um, so when he said he was like, you remember the thing about him? quitting smoke or whatever oh, he was talking yeah. about some actual like blunts and joints like paper he's still vaping weed right so he's gonna bring his vape with him no there was a cover. marketing stunt for the smokeless fire pits oh i thought it was for vape vape uh like you know um no weed oil no oh, weed no, oil no, pins, no. pins vape pins for weed no it was a it was a publicity stunt oh. for smokeless fire pits that's like some sort of new new trend Mm. Yeah, I mean, I am looking forward to it. Him watching the the javelin. Yeah. Or uh, I'm trying to think of another. What, what, what do they add? They've added so much goofy crap. Flag football, flag football. He's going to be great at that. He knows football. He's a coach. Oh right. Are they? Is it? Isn't lacrosse in this Olympics? He doesn't know that. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I mean, I went to a school. He can. He we, can figure we it out. We went to a, a lacrosse school, and I still don't know the rules. No, they were those guys were such. Yep. A-holes. Yeah. I just I couldn't stand them. I didn't want to watch their sport when I was there. <laughs> yeah, I was like, this sport would be way cooler if I didn't know you. Um, yeah, that's going to be great. That's going to be good stuff. Give me your critical number of the week, Trainer. Uh, $250 million. Uh, I bet you this is a baseball contract. Oh, it's not. It's not. Baseball, it's been a little quiet since uh, Shohei gave me the money and the um, uh, Toka – Toka, Tokar and Razor, what's his name that the Dodgers got after him? I can't remember his name. Mm. Um, the pitcher from Japan. Yeah, yeah. All, the, all that money got spent. Now it's been quiet. No no big contracts since then. Um, this is the amount. So I pulled up the highest paid quarterbacks this season. We got, here we go, in order. Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts, Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray, Deshaun Watson. Of those uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven players, uh, quarterbacks, um, one, two, three, four, five have either missed the season for being hurt, suck, whatever you want to call it, and their combined contract amount annually this year was two. This year was two hundred fifty million dollars combined. So kind of a kind of a waste of a big amount of money, you know. Oh, you you're saying it. yeah, like two hundred fifty million dollars to players who aren't playing. Right, yeah, Burrow, Herbert, Russell Wilson, Kyler, and Deshaun. Uh, also, isn't Russell Wilson owed like $150 million and there's no way he's getting bar- brought back by the Broncos? Facts. Yeah, okay. All right. All right. That's a lot of money. 
Well, what's very also very funny is that I think Rosillo did this and looked back at the past like three or four years and mm-hmm. put the numbers of backup quarterbacks taking snaps versus this year's, and it's about the same. I feel like the quarterbacks are just as equally getting hurt these last couple of years as they have this year. So you're saying it seems like the year of the backup, but this isn't as much of an aberration as it. Yeah. This is not an outlier as much as, as much as you would think. Okay. Okay. I didn't know that. Maybe it's just the prestige of the guys that didn't play that are being backed up. Maybe that's what it is. It wasn't like, Oh, Carson Wentz is out because (laughs) Sam Darnold gets the snaps or, you know, um, right. Name your Andy name your, Dalton like, is missing time. Yeah, Andy Dalton's not playing, so Gardner Minshew's playing. Like that was kind of the previous regime. This time it's like Burrow, Herbert. Uh, I mean, even though they're they're annoying, Russell, Kyler, and Deshaun. Yeah, they're pretty damn good talents, and their backups are playing for higher end guys. Um, maybe that's why it stands out so much in my brain. Yeah. Well, the Browns eleven wins without Deshaun. So screw that. That's guy. a waste. What's a bigger, yeah, what's a bigger waste of money right now? I mean, honestly, Russell or Deshaun? Derek Carr. Derek Carr is the most waste <laughs> of money. That Derek Carr just publicly commented that he would restructure his contracts to stay in New Orleans. And, and it was worded in such a way that he was like, yeah, I'll take less money. It's like, no, you'll take guaranteed money right now and the same amount of money later. You stink. Let's go draft – Michael Penix, you know, like anything but to watch Derek Carr play football. I I love that you audited his. So he made this, (laughs) he made this fake, his fake, like, uh, like a, you know, political guy doing the, 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 you know, when they don't point, but they do the thumbs up with their fists towards the camera. Yeah. I promise I pledge to take less money because I love New Orleans so much. It's like, actually, you you can just pay me the same amount of money over a longer period of time. Yeah, his PR guy's excellent at sneaking that in. Or Chad GPT. I don't know who wrote that script for him, but that's sure, pretty impressive. Sure, whatever, Derek Carr. I'm all all off of Derek Carr. All right, Um, my critical number is 10 straight wins by 10 or fewer points. 10 straight wins by 10 or fewer points. That's the Washington Huskies. So we've talked enough about oh, them. Yeah. We'll, get, we'll get to them, but I thought it was worth pointing out. So give me your stuck on of the week, Trainer. But yeah, mine actually is, leads into that. Um, here are some of the quarterbacks who will be starting in week 18. Uh, here All we right. go. You ready? All right. I'm ready. Uh, Pittsburgh I'm ready. Steelers, Ma- Mason Rudolph. Um, yeah. Rumored, uh, rumored to be a racist. Rumored to be yes. a racist. Yes. Naysayer. Um, Jeff Driscoll will be starting for the Browns. I feel like I've heard that guy's name before. Driscoll. Dre- Jeff Driscoll. Yeah. Keep, keep going. I, I'm going to look that up. Uh, we got Blaine Gabbert's back from the dead. He's got a mullet and a great mustache. Probably the best composite photo of all these. Um, but you, said compo- the you, said, you said composite photo, by the way. Like a frat? Yeah, yeah. he looks like a frat star. Um, <laughs> Wait, and he's got who a white, is that? White turtleneck. Blaine Gabbert of Mizzou, the Mizzou great, who backed yeah, up um, that's right. Tom Brady. Tom Brady for the Super Bowl champion Bucks a couple years ago. We got Nick Mullins. Driscoll played, 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 got drafted by the 49ers in the sixth round of the 2016 That's, draft. Yeah, he, he had some – when the Niners – From after, Louisiana Tech. After the great um, Colin Kaepernick regime, he, I think he played a couple games with the Niners. Okay, so who else you got? You got Nick Mullins uh, starting a game for a, a, for a chance to go to the playoffs for the Vikings. 
We got uh, Tyrod Taylor is finally healed from his San Diego stabbing five years ago. So that's good. He's, he's going to start for the Giants. You'd, you'd be have... pretty stoked to have Tyrod Taylor on your team. Oh, I love Tyrod Taylor. Yeah. I love Tyrod Taylor. It just seems like he's, he's one of those he's, guys. He's a Hokie. He's, he's a Hokie. He's my favorite Hokie of all time, I believe. My, what? Michael Vick? Dude, you kidding me? He, it, you have dogs, Massey. Oh, I Remember. do have dogs. And he played for, and he played for the Falcons. He played for Virginia Tech and the Falcons, two teams I don't like. And the anyway. Eagles. And the Eagles. Yeah, I so, guess I don't mind no. the Eagles. No, thanks. I mean, he was entertaining. What can I say? Um, we got uh, the aforementioned Prince Harry, Carson Wentz, starting for the Rams while, mm. while they're going to sit Stafford because they clinched the playoff berth. Mm. Congrats to the Rams. Pretty impressive. Uh, bounce back. Kyron Williams is a monster at running back. Um, Turns out Sean McVay is a good coach, and they're good at drafting talent. He, gl- glad he didn't go to the – he said he was going to go to TV. He was threatening television. Do you remember that stint oh, when he was yeah, doing yeah. the Jeopardy? And then Aaron he... Rodgers Jeopardy threats. Yeah. <laughs> Continue. He's like, I'm going to go. He's like, I'm going to go host uh, the Bachelor. Uh, Jarrett Stidham <laughs> is going to is going to he's going to be Russell Wilson's heir apparent in Denver. Yeah. Jared Stidham. Hiding. I can't wait for them to draft some six six white dude that can throw the ball a mile and can't read a blitz. Speaking of which, we got Easton Stick. Starting for the Chargers again. Do you know the Chargers really didn't have besides what well, it was something last week where it was like it was only like Phillip Rivers and Herbert because they kind of like there wasn't really like a it was like Breeze, Breeze to Rivers to Herbert. And I didn't even notice that the Chargers had had like such a long line because they just never they always kind of flame out in the playoffs. Oh, they yeah. Get. But they, they have such a long line of like great starting quarterbacks, and like now it's like, oh, Easton Sticks, the first guy besides those three to start in like twenty five years or something. Wow, well, yeah, think that's about that. no, I did not give that a moment's thought. Although I miss yeah. Philip Rivers. So we got yeah, we got Easton Stick and Blaine Gabbert playing in that Chiefs Chargers game. That's fun. Uh, Tyler Huntley is going to start for the uh, for the Ravens because Lamar is going to go on Odell Beckham Jr.'s boat. Um, Christ. for the Ravens. It's a play the I know it's dooming, but they got Dalvin Cook. That's good news. Um, yeah. Ravens are playing the Steelers. We got Sam Darnold. So we got uh, oh, yeah. Carson Wentz Jr. playing for the Niners this week. They've clinched the number one seed in the USC. NFC. Great. <laughs> Trevor Simeon, our old boy, uh, starting for the Jets again. Aaron Rodgers' Achilles didn't didn't heal like he said it would. He lied. I've been trying to guess where these backups have been playing this whole time, like <laughs> at Auburn. Or not at Auburn. Jared Stidham went to Auburn. But, like, some of the other ones that I don't know where they played in college, and none of them are ringing a bell. But continue, no. please. Is there any more? Oh, yeah, last, last one. Probably the best guy out of all these who has been played the most admirably and kept his team afloat is Jake Browning, and he's the last one for the Bengals. He played at Impressive. Washington. Yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's the crew. This week's I'm stuck slant. on um i'm stuck on like it's the last week in the nfl there's a lot of like playoff scenarios that matter mm-hmm. a lot of all these games do matter but it's just hilarious and you did mention that i've and a lot of the um average joe sports guys are like wow this is the beer of the backup and i i guess i was wrong but this seems very polarizing yeah i know blaine gabbert played at texas a&m Mm-mm. okay missouri close that's right you, you, even, you even just said that. Mediocre SEC teams. You're right. Well, Missouri, they beat Ohio State. Called that, just saying. Former, formerly, formerly. Sorry. All right, my stuck one was something you just mentioned. OBJ. Well, actually, here, here's one. Tyreek Hill's, mm-hmm. Tyreek Hill's house caught on fire this week. 
I saw that. That's wild. <laughs> okay. That's a, no one was hurt, but whoa. That's that looks just shake you up. Did he buy the the house that Brian De Palma filled Scarface at? It looked just like that. I think that's what all the houses in Miami look like. All right. So OBJ has rented out a massive yacht known as the Spirit of Baltimore and will be taking the Ravens offense or during downtime between uh during their bye week right so they they have Mm -hmm. earned the number one seed in the afc and they have a bye week um so if you remember he did this in january of 2017 when he was with the giants this was except for they flew to miami for this one they weren't on a boat in new york they were in miami the next five years the giants win a combined 22 and 59 don't don't get on a boat, OBJ. Lamar, don't get on a boat. Zay Flowers, don't get on that boat. Leave the boat in the harbor. Just lock in and play football. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I was – doesn't involve OBJ, but there was a Cancun gate or Cabo gate from many, many years ago, ask your grandparents, um, when Tony Romo, Jason Witten, and T.O., and the Cowboys were a one seed. They went to Mexico and then they uh, lost to the Giants, actually. Mm. And they were the, yeah, it was the, the Wade Phillips years. He's still alive, by the way. Great defensive coordinator, Wade Phillips. Won a <laughs> yeah, Super Bowl so with the Rams. Don't go on vacation when you're the one seed. <laughs> yeah, don't do it. All right, give me your quote or question of the week. <clears throat> I've come to embrace a Zen like detachment, victory and defeat. Success and failure, these are transient states. What remains is the profound understanding of struggle, the beauty and persistence, and the subtle art of finding meaning in the seemingly meaningless. What is this, Dr. Phil? What are you talking about? That It, it sounds like Edgar Allan Poe or Dr. Phil. This Edgar is Cade Cunningham. Cunningham. Cunningham of the Detroit Pistons uh, following oh. his 20, <laughs> 28... 28 straight loss. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If I was Kate Cunningham, I'd be there too. I'd be regurgitating everything my psychiatrist said too. This is be- this is beautiful though. Oklahoma State. Nobody from Oklahoma State talks like this. This guy does, does not have a college. Like ed- this? this guy does not have a college education. All right. This is he something he looked than, up. He sounds smarter than Oklahoma State educated. Though. Well, he's probably smarter than like you know LeBron carries around a book with him and acts like he reads it. He, he, Kate Cunningham sounds like he's well spoken and and probably reads book and somehow is digesting what he's going through in the absolute torture that is the Detroit Pistons right now. The state of Michigan, on the other hand, the Lions are good. The Michigan's going to the national championship. So that's Detroit Pistons fans. Sorry, you can't have it all in Michigan. No, I know. You're right. I had a funny segue into this. Almost my stock because the Cowboys cheated last week um, against the Lions. But Detroit sports – Professionally, not the Wolverines, own the worst records in all of major sports. Um, the 2003 Detroit Tigers went 43 and 119. That's yikes, a record. Yikes. 2008 Lions went 0 and 16. That's a record. The 2019 Detroit Red Wings went 17, 49 and 5. That's a record. And now the 2023 Pistons, this is uh, on pace for mm-hmm. five, and se- 5 and 77. five and 77 it's not happened yet but it's i hope detroit wins the super bowl they just that (laughs) poor that poor city we'll get into that we'll get into that um 
there was a funny exchange back and forth between James Franklin and Lane Kiffin uh, on the internet, and Ooh. everyone knows that Lane Kiffin's pretty undefeated at the internet. Lane Kiffin's pretty good at the internet, honestly. He is. He is. So James Franklin said, when you watch their game plan, they went after some guys that had not played a lot for us this year. Okay. <laughs> All right. Lane Kiffin responds, they pay us a lot of money as coaches, so I would think we wouldn't be – really good coaches if we didn't realize that and obviously go in and attack where they're missing guys. <laughs> it's like, do I have to explain this to you, James Franklin? I just like, did you just get, did you just get here? Are you are aware of what's going on? I thought it was funny. That's it. That's yeah. all I got. That's no, great. Also, yeah. Justin Field said something dumb leading up to the Packers game. It says their fans are going to be loud because there's not much to do in green Bay except watch football. While that is factually correct. Don't give the Packers, who are on the edge of a playoff berth, any more material than they need. I know. Are we thinking? Are we thinking Jordan Love? Is he? He had kind of one. He kind of had um, much like Purdy. He, but this is this is Jordan Love's actual first season, like starting like an entire season. He had a very like, like the the bell curve, like the oh we're starting high. Like Jordan Love started high and hot. Like he was he was like fantasy football's new guy because the stats were good and the, the Packers were good. And then he had a dip, but now he's come back out of his dip. Do we think he's maybe gonna? They're not gonna obviously they're not gonna draft a draft a quarterback. Maybe they well maybe they will because they drafted him when they had Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. But I feel like do they? I feel like regardless of the outcome of this game, if they make the playoffs or not, I feel like they probably feel pretty good about him going into next year after what's transpired. Yeah, I think I think pretty good is is how you feel. You don't feel excellent. They were thinking that he was going to be. The next best thing. He's going to be the next Brett Favre, the next Aaron Rodgers. He's not that. I think you do the typical uh, the Packers thing where you build a lot of stuff around him, and then when the time is right, you draft another quarterback, let him learn behind Jordan Love, and mm-hmm. probably send him in there a little before he's ready. But Jordan Love's not not what they're looking for in Green Bay. I don't have. I never got you that understand? feeling. Maybe Aaron Rodgers just commanded so much of the spotlight because he's a narcissistic. POS, but like maybe that's why they covered him so much. But Aaron Rodgers is also very good at football. Brett Favre was really good at football. Jordan Love might be good at football. Might. But he, to his credit, and we covered this when we said, okay, Devonta Adams, he's going to the Raiders. We want him. To, we want him to succeed. I remember being like, oh, cool. He's teaming up with Derek Carr. He'd had enough of Aaron Rodgers. He didn't say that publicly because he's a bigger man. He just was like, I want to go be with my Fresno State teammate. And I was like, sure, dude. You just hate Aaron Rodgers, but that's great. Yeah, sure. Um, so Jordan Love didn't have – he had Christian Walker half half injured this year, and he had, like, Romeo Dobbs. Like, he he did pretty damn well with, like, the weapons he had. Like, Aaron Jones is banged up a lot at running yep. back. Dylan Doesn't was really banged have. up. I just think, like, if he had – maybe if he had Adams, maybe he's even better. Or he had, like, a good receiver. Maybe they draft, like, Odunze or something, like – I feel that if you give him a better cast of characters that maybe you get, you give him a couple more years leash though. Yeah. I feel certainly. Yeah. And you have a good point there. I, I, I had, I had not considered that. All right. Let's uh, I don't even know what we're doing anymore. Uh, the goat of the week. Question quote. Oh, I had a question. Oh, go ahead. I was wondering if Roger Goodell is on Epstein's list. Um, They're releasing it in waves. So we don't know that there for a fact. That he's not there, unconfirmed. Unconfirmed. Comes from my new conspiracy. So it was Jimmy Johnson night. Uh, he was inducted in the Ring of Honor. He and 
Jerry Jones finally buried the hatchet. I think Jimmy threatened that he had pictures of awful things. And he was like, okay, I'll let you in. Jimmy Johnson got to do his speech at halftime. It was electric. It was so electric. it's his night. Jerry put in a call to Roger, told Roger, Hey, I know, I know you're, you know, they're going to get in trouble here pretty soon. You better maybe, give us this maybe, game. Maybe. So the ref screwed the lions. And then now we have I'm calling it eligibility gate at the end where they didn't, uh, even though the lineman walked straight to referee checked in, maybe he didn't mention that he was going to be a receiver or whatever, but it wasn't the confusion, wasn't the confusion that he was walking up to the ref to check in somebody else. So he wasn't, he wasn't Allegedly. saying, Oh, is that what it was? Well, I, I mean, don't know. I'm, was, getting, the, I'm pooping on the Cowboys here, so you better you better enjoy it. Yeah, I, I'm. You got my brain in a pretzel, dude. You just—it's hard. Just be the one seed in the NFC and, and or the two seed in the NFC and shut your mouth. Quit pooping <laughs> on your team. You're like eleven and three. Like I'm not going to listen to this anymore. I'm not going to listen to. Oh, poor old me and the Cowboys. I'm sick and tired of it. I've. I have Derek Carr. I don't need to say that again. Enjoy your Cowboy co- fandom. They didn't cover the spread. No, they didn't. I won that, by the way. All right, <laughs> I, my go to the week, I'm, I'm not listening to this Cowboy crap anymore. All right, my go to the week is David <laughs> Tepper, Carolina Panthers owner. He was getting heckled by a fan in Jacksonville. He was up in his luxury owner's suite, and mm-hmm. a, some poor guy from Jacksonville was mouthing off to him, and he got his big big billionaire feelings hurt and threw a drink at him. <laughs> oh, how no, much, how, you how much do you think the alcohol big, big yeah. billionaire feelings? I'm going to throw a drink on the pores below me. How dare you heckle me? <laughs> God. Do, you know, do you know how much I'm sure it was like one of those, do you know how much uh, money the alcohol con, or the alcohol that was poured into this glass is worth more than your life? Like that sort of attitude. Oh yeah. Know? Yeah. Like, yeah. I, like the, David Tepper is is a lunatic. He probably got his security team to figure out who that guy was, and then he went and bought the guy's business and burned it to the ground like Shooter McGavin and Happy Gilmore. You lay a hand on me, I burn your uh, grandma's house to the ground and pee on the ashes. Like that is David Tepper. Now I looked up. I've been hearing stories about this, but David Tepper, when he was not granted a promotion by his boss. When he worked for Goldman Sachs, he quit Goldman Sachs, started his own hedge fund. He then went cool. and bought. Yeah, very cool. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, dude, it's so very cool. Um, he, he then went and bought his former boss's house in the Hamptons that he had, the, the former boss had since been divorced and lost the house in the, the divorce. Mm. So he went and bought that house and took it all the way to the ground. Bought it for $43 million and destroyed everything on that lot and built a house twice as big. This guy is a did loon. He, did he like Tyreek Hill it or did he use like a wrecking ball? No, he he used a construction crew. You know when he bought that house in 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 the Hamptons for $43 million? 2011. Remember what was going on then? <laughs> the the <Yeah>. housing <laughs> crisis. The housing market got destroyed, and he was like, ah, yeah, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a finance guy. It comes and it goes. Oh, $43 million. Oh, that's my that's my boss's ex-wife's house? That is. Mm, I'm going to tear that thing down and build something twice as big. That's a new level of petty. I this, didn't realize that. Yeah, that's like the, dude, uh, a loop. Larry, da- Larry Dave. Do you watch Kirby Enthusiasm? 
Uh, a little bit. When he when he does the spite store, when you you get a store that's like the coffee shop, you you start it next to the rival coffee shop and you run them out of business. Oh, it's kind of like yeah. that. Like, yeah, it just it just makes me laugh. Like the level of petty spiteness that is. Uh, wow, that is I did not know that. And I saw his fine was like one hundred forty thousand dollars. Three hundred thousand dollars. Three hundred thousand dollars, which he's worth twenty billion. So to Massey and Graham. That is worth what I saw was a dollar and seventy five cents or something to the average man. Yeah, that he he doesn't bend down. He's like the Bill Gates where he doesn't bend down to pick up the hundred dollar bill because it actually wastes money because he's so wealthy otherwise that he makes money so fast. If he were to bend down, he would lose and pick up a hundred dollar bill, he'd lose money or something like that. All right, I got two. I got, all right, I, we gotta get I got going. Two, here. I got. I'm gonna leave out the fact I got two that you All right, all right. I got. I got. I'm going to leave out the, the FSU fans being my goat, okay? The fact that they're cowards and they went online okay. and said, oh, well, we should have been there when every single one of their players sat out and they had the the option of going and playing Georgia, who was probably the still top four team and being them and raising a legitimate banner. Instead, they, they mm-hmm. went online and, and bitched and moaned and said, oh, poor us. Uh, when they absolutely got curb stomped by Georgia by 60 points, the – to the point where Will Muschamp's son is getting first downs in the fourth quarter. Some nepotism baby quarterback is in there getting first downs, and they're going to wait. They're going to wait until Alabama loses and says, see, I told you so. Blame Texas. God. Massey, they had they had 612 players opt out of that game. It's not their fault. Well, they should have just – they're cowards. All right, go ahead. Your go to the week. I'll, I'm, no, sorry. I, I'm sorry. I, I, I got a heat flash. I think I'm going through menopause. I don't know. You were nicer. You were nicer. They said they ain't deserve that S word. You were nicer in what you said. They, they said much meaner things. We got um, to get to the pick them. Give me your goat. Oh, two sorry. goats. Two goats. I got two goats. I got goat, like really like greatest of all time. It's, it's, it's a shared – it's a shared uh, award this week. Like when Peyton Manning and uh, Steve McNair – co-won the MVP back in the day. Ask your grandparents. Uh, we got Cam Ward going mm-hmm. to the NFL. Yep. And we got DJ, DJ not going to go to Miami. So the Miami Hurricanes <laughs> not only didn't get DJ he's going to the coward Florida State team to make them not cowards, hopefully, because we like DJU. And we got Cam Ward opting the NFL. So Miami has no backup plan. They have no, they have nothing, which is hilarious. So turnover chain is back, not in their favor. And you want to say anything? Go ahead. Yeah, I was just thinking about FSU and then like the attorney general and all the other cowards that are in that state trying to get FSU and like the suing the ACC. It's going to cost them $53 million. I mean, who do they think they are? And But now they have DJU. Go, go and win something. All right. I'm sorry. What were you saying? Go ahead. Ron DeSantis. Um, <laughs> and then we have GOAT as in like the old school GOAT you know, lowercase G-O-A-T. Sean Payton has been called a thug by Broncos safety Kareem Jackson. They're saying Sean Payton has become a thug. I love that he's – that's what he's considered um, his coaching style for Denver. It's funny when these coaches, these hot hot to trot, I want a Super Bowl, my way or the highway guys go to a different team, and then they get just put on – put in the gallows. And this is like – he's going through it right now. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't think Sean Payton really cares what his players think, especially in his first year there. Um, <laughs> he has to gain their trust because obviously in New Orleans, people were 
lo- loved him, still do. Sean Payton, love Sean Payton. I, I'm pretty sure he hated his quarterback, Russell Wilson, mm-hmm. the entire time. I mean, on day one, I've said it over and over. They're like, "Hey, what do you think about Russell Wilson's office?" And he was like, "Russell Wilson has an office." Yeah, that that's not going to happen. So especially when you transition from Nathaniel Hackett, who was before Nathaniel Hackett, he was only there a year. Who was before Nathaniel uh, Hackett? Oh, it was uh, it was the Bears defensive coordinator uh, Vic Fangio. Yeah. So when you go th- through those two, who seem to be the ex- probably I don't know about Nick Fangio, but Nathaniel Hackett seemed like a complete pushover and a players' coach and was like, whatever, just Still do is. whatever you want. And you go to Sean Payton, that change of gears is going to piss a lot of people off. And I'm sure there's a lot of people that don't want to play for Sean Payton. And he's like, if you don't want to play here, I'll show you the door and get some hard-nosed people that want to play here. So it's it's just a transition period. So hmm. sorry that Sean Payton hurt your feelings. That's kind of funny. I just thought that that's so much like what Dion's doing. And this is the state of Colorado. State of Colorado is hardcore football. These coaches are like, get out of here, you little wieners. We don't want you around. I love and this. Way, way less chill than you'd think. You know, I'm like, hey, man. You think if Mike McDaniel went to Colorado, things would be pretty chill? I think it'd be pretty chill. I think he knows how to layer, oh, yeah. layer it on. Now, we, did, we we are sitting at 50 minutes here, and we have at least 10 minutes worth of uh, Michigan versus Washington. You know what? Let's get to the Baker's Dozen here. Mm-hmm. Let's go ahead and predict on the radio the Michigan-Washington game, and then we'll go to the podcast and pick out the rest of our NFL picks. Just so everyone is know, I was on fire last weekend trainer fire you want to read the people my record last weekend okay don't worry i'll do it uh i know i actually i did the i did the hard work so you can you can read it on the air yeah 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 i'm sorry i'm sorry okay i'll do the math one two three i went ten and three you went three and ten i am back in the lead trainer Whew, man i came in two games up you were talking mad trash the last two weekends I was, I was, I was like a Florida State player. Coward. Like how I'm, I'm a coward. I have, I have nothing against Florida State fans until this year. The last two weeks have, or well, six well, weeks well, have pissed well, me that, off. That, that NCAA basketball banner during COVID. Holy that, Christ. That was, <laughs> that, no, that was terrible. We're not going to forget that. That was, Never that was the beginning of this. Never yeah. forget. Um, so Same fan base, different sport. Yeah. Uh, so the total is I'm leading 114 to 101 and six. Your record is 109, 106 and six. Neck and neck, Ugh. neck and neck, trainer. I I feel okay about my picks this week. So let but I let's. Think, what's that? Yeah, I think no. I was just saying. I think um, you're one 114 and 101. I think this is the first week in a long time that one of us has the same. How do I say this on the air without a without a, a presentation in front of the in front of the this is not a TV show? I'm 109 and 106. I'm in the same uh, 10, 10 frame. Does that make sense? 10 frame. T E N. Uh, T E N. Yeah, like um, you're one you're 114, 101. So there's like above. T- you know, it's not gonna work. <laughs> I'm above Skip 110. It. All right, what is that of that? And I'm out? not. Yeah, All right, I'm on the same. We're gonna yeah, sign whatever. off. We're gonna talk about this game a little bit later. Uh, the show the gets better sh- for the radio show. But go <laughs> ahead and go ahead, go ahead and give the local listeners your pick between Michigan and Washington. Both fourteen and zero. Michigan favored by four and a half. <sighs> I mean, you're. I, I mean, I feel like I. I feel like I need to like 
put down my jacket over that puddle and give you Washington because you you've been you've been really solid with them this year. So All right, wanted- cool. I'll take Washington in the points. Thank you very much, trainer. You you, I felt uh, I felt like I extended an olive branch and I waited for the moment of hesitation and I took it. I apologize, but you got to give me Washington. You got to give me yeah. Washington this week. I've been riding them all year, although they didn't cover take for the, a lot of the year. I'll take I'll take uh, evil prevailing, the cheaters winning, or at least covering. Or no, they, they have to cover to win. So good good math there, Graham. Anyway. All right, radio game. listeners, sports fans, that is all the time we have for you on KHOL. We have a podcast where we're going to pick a dozen, not a baker's dozen, a dozen more games for this weekend's NFL slate. So – Please download the podcast wherever podcasts are available. We are Teton Sports Talk. Podcast listeners, we can't thank you enough for sticking around and listening to the rest of the Baker's Dozen. We went a little long on our uh, on our huddle there, but no worries. You're here with us now. Let's dive into the X's and O's a little bit of the Michigan Wolverines, favored by four and a half versus the Washington Huskies. They're playing in Houston. Michigan led by the cheater Jim Harbaugh and J.J. McCarthy, mm-hmm. who – just recently, uh, it was just recently found out that he meditates before games. <laughs> what a nerd! <laughs> There's no meditation in football, softy. What are you and Cade Cunningham exchanging notes, you dork? <laughs> he has 250 yards, 22 touchdowns, four interceptions. He threw three of those touchdowns against Alabama. Just let everybody know. Blake Corum over 1,100 yards, 25 touchdowns. Kalen DeBoer. This guy is on fire. I think as a head coach, he's something like 114 to nine losses in his career. I'm I'm gonna finish my little opening spiel here, then look that up. Michael Penix over 4,000 yards, 35 touchdowns, nine interceptions. Dylan Johnson, their running back, 1,100 yards, 16 touchdowns. Adunze, Adunze, stud, 1,500 yards, 13 touchdowns. I'll let I'll let you go ahead and. I'll open the floor to you, trainer. I'll, thank you for letting me take my Huskies in the pick em. How do you think this game is going to go? You're welcome. Um, we talk about Washington and their experience. Um, they have the veteran team. They have the lesser-known coach who, as you said, has had a hell of a run at Washington as the you know, perennial Pac-12 team. This is their first time in the college football playoffs since, like, I remember last week we looked at Nick Saban's success in the semis of the playoff and they had beaten Washington back in like 2015 or 16 mm-hmm. or something like that. So Washington's been, been to the playoffs before. This is their first time going to the title game. Correct. This would be their first championship since like the 60s. Is that Stone right? Stone age. Is it first time? Yeah, the Stone Age. And it'd be it'd be Michigan if they win. It'd be their first outright championship because they like shared pre-BCS with God knows who back in the late nineties. Yeah. Florida? I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um Kalen DeBoer yeah. is one oh four and eleven as a head coach. That's really stupid. I mean, I'll go we'll just start we'll start with the quarterback. So Michael Penix is by far the superior quarterback stud between himself and JJ McCarthy. Total yeah. stud. Had his best game of the year in the semis. Definitely was all about their defense leaking out points when they went on that ten wins with 10 points or less. Yeah. 10 wins by 10 points or fewer. Yeah. Yeah. So offensively, I like Penix. I like his receivers. I like the connection they had. I don't know. 
the thing I didn't look up enough about was how good Michigan's secondary is because Michigan's front seven is amazing. Michigan's and Michigan's if, front seven is good. There was a lot of talk la- uh, last week as well about Texas's defensive line true, and how true, good right. it was, and most of that was true. I mean, Washington couldn't run the ball. I think they had maybe 80 yards yeah. total, but Dylan yeah. Johnson did have two touchdowns on the ground, which shows that in the red zone, Dylan Johnson can still get it done. I think – Michigan had a month to prepare for Alabama, and so they were able to disguise. They only have a week to compare to prepare for a team that is way different in Washington and, and the, how solid Michael Penix is. Yeah, and I was – yes. And Texas was unable – I will say Texas was able to really touch. There was no sacks. Mm-hmm. Did they even touch Michael Penix in the pocket? I think he, had a, I think he had a clean, clean slate. Now – uh, the, a lot of people have pointed to Washington's O line as being their weakness, but they've gelled as a unit uh, mm-hmm. recently. I mean, they didn't allow any of the Texas guys to get home. I think the Michigan D line versus the uh, the Washington O line. If if the Washington's O line can let Michael Penix have a couple of beats to throw the ball, they, they did not let Jalen Murrow drop back and pass. If they can allow a second or two more for Michael Penix, it's going to be way more costly. Yeah. We talk about the running backs, Dylan Johnson, Blake Corum also stud not been the, not yeah, stud not been the same this year coming off of a knee injury. Um, I feel like he'll probably be a day two, like second or third round pick next year. Probably third round depends on what the running the state of the running back is in the draft who needs one efficient games for both of them. They both were, you know, they scored. Obviously, Corum had the walk-off, not walk-off win, but he had the go-ahead win. Mm-hmm. Uh, baseball, baseball terminology there. <laughs> I think the running game is kind of the same. Obviously, obviously, you said Michigan, or sorry, Washington has considered the least, the less talented offensive line, but they did gel. Michigan has the better offensive line. Um, if Blake Corum comes alive and Washington's defense is leaky, then I think that. JJ McCarthy will not have to make as many plays. Yeah, agreed. I think Michigan kind of threw out through the the kitchen sink at Alabama with all their their the trickeration. So, uh, like, if Blake Corr can get going and then get my, keep Michael Penix off the field, that's the only way that I think Washington mm-hmm. is going to lose. If they can, the only way they can control Michael Penix is to not have him play. Yeah, yeah. Also, and Michael Penix. Down, I mean, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say it comes down to, let's see, Washington had to play Oregon twice. <sighs> they beat Texas. Texas beat Alabama. They played Arizona, and, who's good. I mean, yeah, or, no, or did they, they have to? Yeah, they beat Arizona. Yeah. There's something um, also about Michael Penix that with his ability at being 45 years old and playing college football still, mm-hmm. he can read a defense. He can identify the mic. He, he knows – what sort of blitz package is going up. I don't think Michigan's going to be able to disguise them as, as well against Milrow or against Penix as they were against Milrow, especially with only a week to prepare. I think Michael Penix, this might, this might be it. Dude. This might be, I hope for it. Yeah. I hope for it. I, I, I pick you Michigan because it's better. You don't have to better pick, for, you don't have to pick Michigan. You don't have to pick Michigan. No, I, I should. It's better for ratings. Uh, I had a dumpster fire week, so I have to do something to, crawl back because what do I have left like 
um, how many NFL playoff games are there in total? Like nine, 12, 12. So I got a lot of ground to make up here. So I, I got to stick with Michigan. All I don't right. want them to win. I want Penix to go out on top. I saw that Jeremy Pruitt either didn't pick Penix and he transferred. Yeah. So I thought yeah. that was funny. Yeah. He yeah. was committed to um, Tennessee. You know when that was? Tennessee. That was 2018. That was a oh, long God. time ago. The world is a ago. much different place. I mean, Virginia won a national title in 2019. Like 2018, I don't even remember. I don't even remember. All right. Not in football. Not in football, though. We're not that drunk. That was a basketball team. <laughs> oh, did people? Did people? Do you think people will confuse that? <laughs> All right. Let's get let's get into the NFL slate. There is a lot of interesting games this week. Let's start with I think my favorite matchup: the Bills are going down to Miami. The Bills are favored by three points. The Bills 10-6, and six, Miami 11-5. and five. This is Monday Night Football. This is for the AFC East Division Championship, more or less, right? Like some dominoes could fall and yada, 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 but kind of win and you win the division. There's a potential two-seed on the line. That means two home playoff games. The Bills have won four straight regular season games, which might as well be playoff games, to get in this position – we thought we called it at the beginning of the season. Somehow the Bills have worked their way back. We said it's going to be between the Bills and Miami. And now we're sitting here mm-hmm. looking at this game and wondering if if Miami with all the with their players, most of their skill positions are banged up. A chain, Mostert, Waddle, Tyreek Hill, all missing practice or parts of practice this week. Miami got the curb stomped by the Ravens last week. How are we feeling, trainer? Bad. I don't. I don't know. Do the Bills fold in this this uh, moment, or have they circled this on the calendar and they've been getting ready for it all year? Yeah, it's pretty wild that we've come to this this spot. The funny part about this is, is the best possible outcome for this is obviously the number two seed in the division championship. The worst possible outcome for the Bills out of the playoffs entirely. If they if they lose this game, it's they're insane. Out. They could. They're not, no, well, no, they could they be could, out. They could be out. They could. They could lose. If they lose, they could be eliminated. If the Steelers and Jags both win. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to put anything on the Steelers and the Jags right now. Mason Steelers, Rudolph and well, yeah. I mean, they are playing. Let's see. The Steelers are playing the Ravens. Tyler Hunt. Well, they you know Lamar's on a boat. With OBJ. I'm on a and boat. And the Jags are playing I got somebody. I think we put it. Did we put the who the Jags are playing in here? Yeah, they're playing at the Titans. Titans suck. They're bad. So it's kind of like, it's kind of scary. Like neither one of these teams are playing anybody that's playing for anything in terms of the Jags and Steelers. So it's like kind of like Bills, you better you better take care of business um, on the road. They're yep. on a hot streak. Ooh, man, favored by three. The, all the Dolphins, besides Tyree Kill's house burning down, do they have anything? I, mean, I don't think Jalen Waddle might not play. So I feel like the Dolphins are just kind of – they're not sitting anybody, obviously, but they're not There's too much on the line. Yeah, there's, there's too much on yeah. the line. Like a, a two seed for the Dolphins would be awesome, right? Like right. put, put yeah. the Ravens on the other side of the bracket. Go to Baltimore again. Yeah. In the uh, AFC Championship, do not mess with the Ravens because they're a buzzsaw right now. So I think Miami is motivated in that way, but also you got to get your guys healthy. So and Miami's been doing this all year, where Mostert has been questionable every week. He only missed last week or or a couple of weeks during the season. So it's that time of the year when when you see a a questionable designation next to a player, it, I don't. You got to take that with a grain of salt. Yeah. 
and the Bills have been on a hell of a run. The last time they lost was a was week 12 at Philadelphia, but that was an overtime loss by three. They've gone on that streak since. They, they won at Kansas City. I feel like after their bye week, that was a huge breakthrough game. I God, they just... All right, you want me to do it? I'll pick. Yep, I'll do, do it. it. I'm a give coward me, at Florida State. Give me the bills and the points. Give me the bills right. and the points. All right. All right. I'll take Miami. Cover three. All right. Uh, let's stay in that division, right? Or no, not in that mm-hmm. division, but let's stay in the AFC. Let's go to the AFC South. The Texans are nine and seven. They're favored by one and a half at the Indianapolis Colts, who are nine and seven as well. This is a win and end scenario for both teams. Not to win the division. If you win this game, you might win the division with a bunch of dominoes falling. The best way to describe this win and you're in. CJ Stroud is is this his second or third game back from his concussion? He did well against the helpless Titans last week with a 24-32, 213 yards, one touchdown stat line. They've been up and down the last month with both both coming out of this month with three and two records of the last five games. I have no clue, but I like C.J. Stroud because we were C.J. Stroud lovers from the beginning. I like Gardner Minshew because he lives in a van in Florida and plays pickleball with grandmas all summer long. So, like, I'll allow you to pick this one. I picked the last one. Yeah, fair enough. Um, it also involves the Colts. The Colts are also bad at home. In, um, when it comes to this game. It's at Indianapolis, so this is full-on playoff game. It's on Saturday, which is great. Kind of moving away from all the I, you could the have Sunday told me games. That. I could visualize that. The Texans playing on a Saturday in a playoff scenario or in the playoffs, I feel like that happens every year. Carter Minshew. Ooh, man. This is um, Rookie C.J. Stroud. No C. tank Dell. He snapped his leg in half. That's true. C.J. Stroud on the road. Um, oh, man. Let's just um, You're feeling let's go the Colts. Let's go the Colts. Carter Minshew, doppelganger. All right, good, because I was going to pick the Texans anyway because C.J. Stroud, I like him. Colts aren't very good at home, but what do I know? These two teams are both 9-7. and seven, So give me the Texans, uh, and I'll uh, lay the points. All right, AFC South, 9-7 and seven Jags are favored by 3.5 on the road in Nashville. The Titans are 5-11. and 11. The Titans aren't playing for anything. It doesn't seem like it, the, if the Titans valued Will Levis at all, they would – bench him in, in favor of the old veteran Ryan Tannehill. The Jags win and they clinch the AFC South title. Kicker here. Jags lost four of their last five games. They won last week when they beat Carolina with the backup of C.J. Beathard. Will uh, Trevor Lawrence play this week? Still up in the air. I still like to think the Jags are better than the Titans. Yeah, the Jags are better than the Titans. Uh, Trevor Lawrence is limited with that backup quarterback. With that, with the rest of that team, though, I don't know if Etienne's healthy as well. I feel like the Jags are. I don't know. I mean, I kind of want to see some turnover, so I'll take the Titans to cover. Ooh, Titans to cover three and a half. Uh, 
I just you don't know, think they, I just don't play, think they want to play spoiler. Play I just spoiler. maybe. I just don't think the Titans. I think Derrick Henry's lost a step. They're they're they have their vacations booked. They know what's happening regardless of the outcome of the game. I mean, they are professionals. Some of those guys in contract years are going to be putting some film together. But a lot of those guys like Ryan Tannehill is like Boca Raton and golf. So give me the Jags. This is a Will Levis game. We got Mike Vrabel kind of not coaching for his job, but if this is a pretty good notch on his belt going in next year, you know. If they, we're, we're, if they take down the Jags, we're building something. We beat the we beat the Jacksonville Jags. We're building something Perfect. here in exactly. Nashville. Well done, well done. All right, let's go to the NFC South, the most hated division in football because it's the most trash. It's a combined twenty four and thirty six. Did I do this? Stand. Did I do this to you when the NFC East was in the dumps? Mm, probably. I think I did it to my. I probably did it to myself. Yeah, I probably did that. I think I did that <laughs> One of a us lot. Did. One of us. Did. Yeah. <laughs> Falcons at my Saints. Saints are favored by three. Falcons are seven and nine. Virtually eliminated from the playoffs. Saints are eight and eight. They need they need to win and have some dominoes to fall. Let's just make this happen. I said at the beginning of the year, nine and eight, win the division. Let all the dominoes fall. Give me the Saints and the points. Saints impressive last week, beating the Bucs on the road. Um I mean, that was admirable. And I'm glad you picked them. Glad you got that one. I, I, of all the ten wins you had to my three loss to my three wins, I was very, very happy that you. I'm worried that I'm excited about. I'm, I'm worried that I'm excited about this game. Last week I was pissed at the game. I picked the Saints anyway. This week I'm like, oh, oh, hope. Look at there. Hope is a sh- is a a pretty new pet. And I stroke it and I love it. And then, oh no, I killed it. Killed my pretty new pet. All right, sorry. I gotta, I gotta align on this one. Your Huskies coming out of the Superdome with a win. Saints are also gonna come out. I like Superdome it. With I a like it. Three point win. The Saints. Least. The Saints yeah. need to. The Bucks to lose. No, no, no. I, well, if the Bucks lose, I think the Saints win with the, uh, win the NFC but, South with a win. But yeah. if the Saints. Or excuse me, if the Bucks win, the Saints need the Seahawks and the Packers to lose. I don't know. Let's just make it happen. Let's just let's just feel it. Let's just get excited. Win the effing game. Just win the game in the Superdome. Let's just see the Saints yeah. play in the playoff the game. Yeah. Or I'll just sweat what's his name? Out. Art Smith. Art Smith doesn't know how to use his offense. He doesn't know how to use um, Mr. Pitts or Mr. Bijan. You know, it's like they're just they're a joke. Yeah, why? Why is he? Why is he still the coach? I don't, I don't know. All right, let's go. Let's go. Stay in the division here. Bucks eight and eight, favored by four and a half at the Panthers, who are two and ten. They are playing for absolutely nothing, but if they win, it doesn't matter. It doesn't affect their playoff spots. There's a lot of games I'm picking mm-hmm. on this slate. Like, if the Panthers were in threat of losing their number one pick, which they currently have, it belongs to the Bears, but they currently have that number one pick. I feel like the uh, they would go ahead and intentionally lose the game and lock in the number one pick. Does that make sense? But now that they have nothing if, to play for. Oh, yeah, it makes sense. Correct. Or should be they have nothing to lose for. Is that a best, best way to put it? They have nothing mm-hmm. to lose for. They have nothing to lose game. if they win this game. Right. 
Nothing to tank for. There you go. Thank you. Man, yeah. that was tough to say. Give me the Panthers to cover against the Bucks. Let's have Baker Mayfield have an absolute meltdown and the Bucks go home all simply sad to Tampa Bay where they have more strip clubs per capita than Portland, Oregon. Yeah, give me the Bucks and for David Tepper to throw his second consecutive drink on a Florida fan because the uh, the Bucks are from Florida. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. That's fair. I'm just gonna yeah. I'm gonna go ahead and give you a spoiler alert. I'm going to pick the exact way for the Saints to get in the playoffs. Speaking of which, okay. the Seahawks are eight and eight. They're favored by two and a half at the Cardinals, four and twelve. I have no idea who's going to win. The Cardinals are currently currently the fourth pick in the next year's draft. Do they actually want to win this game and and lose their draft stock? I got to go with Seattle because they have more to play for. And if they win, some dominoes fall. They found themselves in this situation last year. They don't control their own destiny, but give me the Seahawks to win this game and get the Saints into the playoffs. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's, that's the exact opposite. That's the exact opposite of what I need to happen now that I'm looking at my notes. Give me the Cardinals, baby, to cover this spread. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Two and a half points spread. Such an um, idiot. Seahawks will make the playoffs if they win and the Bears beat the Packers. So got to be a big, big old. Um, well, I, so I need the there, there's a pop. Amongst all this chaos we're trying to navigate, there's a scenario where two NFC South teams make the playoffs, right? Because mm-hmm. the Seahawks and the NFC wildcard got so bad at the end here. Yeah. Um, the seventh seed did it, at least. Um, yeah, I'll take the Seahawks to win this game. Yeah, that's probably what's going to happen, but, you know. All right. Rams at 49ers. Rams are 9-7. and seven. 49ers are 12-4. and four. 49ers are favored by four points. This might be the game that you don't even want to watch. Both teams have earned a spot in the playoffs. The difference, uh, the 49ers have clinched the one seed. If, Ram, if the Rams win, they're the sixth seed. If the Rams lose, they're the seventh seed. I don't really – uh, neither team is putting their studs out on the field – uh, I'll let you pick because I have no idea. This is the who between Carson Wentz and Sam Darnold, who has a better backup job next year in the NFL. This is what that what what's what's on the line. Carson here. Wentz plays for the Rams. Yeah, Ram is it's uh, Wentz versus Darnold for for all the marbles. Oh, shoot <laughs> me in the thigh. <laughs> the Rams have cleansed to playoff berth, and they're either the six or seven seed. Worst case scenario, seven, obviously. Currently, they're six, so they win. They're six. Um, it's at the Niners. Niners defense. I, I don't. Well, damn it. I don't know all the. They got to be. They got to be sitting most of this defense, right? Yeah, I'm. I think they're gonna have trouble filling out offense, defense, and special teams. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to not pick. Just pick the home team and think that everybody's sitting that matters. Um, Niners by four in the Rams. Yeah, I'll just take the Rams. Rams covered by a field goal. Sure. I can. Yeah. I was just going to say, I think Carson Wentz is God awful and hadn't seen the field where Sam Darnold has at least taken some snaps mm-hmm. and is probably a little more familiar with the offense being in that system for a full year. He's playing, he's playing in his hometown in front of his friends and family. Point. Give me, give me Sam Darnold and the 49ers. Um, another pretty pointless game, but we'll st- stick in the, uh, we'll assume we go over to the AFC North or the Steelers and the Ravens, the AFC North or the AFC central. 
Is there an AFC Central? There's not an AFC Central. That's so dumb. What is it, 1997? Yeah, Jesus Christ, Massey. Uh, yeah, the best, the the opposite. Um, I've lost my lost my spot here, but I can get it really quickly. Uh, the AFC North came in this week at 39 and 22. So the oppo of the NFC South. These are the two two mm. sides of the spectrum for records as a division this year. Steelers nine and seven. At the Ravens, 13-3. and three. Steelers favored by four. Uh, Mason Rudolph playing for the Steelers versus Tyler Huntley. Uh, I'll, I'll let you pick this one. <laughs> I, Tyler Huntley was a Pro Bowl quarterback, so give me the Ravens to cover. How about that? I found, okay. I found, Steelers are- I found my silver threat. Yeah, the Steelers are on the fringe, needing a win and help from other outcomes to secure uh, either the six or seven seed. I was impressed by what they did winning at the Seahawks last week. I was, yeah, didn't see that coming, especially with Mason Rudolph. Mm-hmm. Um, the Steelers win, they clinch a playoff berth. If the Titans beat the Jags, or if the Dolphins beat the Bills, the Steelers lose, they could still get the seven seed. If the Titans beat the Jags and the Broncos beat the Raiders. Um Talk about the a game Ravens. I'm not going to watch is Broncos versus Raiders. That's true. That's true. How much of that Ravens defense is on that boat right now? Mm, not invited. I I, not invited. Only I, offense. Yeah, you're right. I don't want to see the Steelers in the playoffs, so I'm just going to kind of – I know you're picking the Ravens. I'm just kind of will myself into them playing at Baltimore. And Baltimore – Tyler Huntley playing pretty well in relief of Lamar Jackson, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah. The past couple of years. Um, yeah, give me the Ravens. All right. Um. Browns at Bengals. The Browns are 11 and a half. Bengals are eight and eight. It seems like Jamar Chase is going to suit up for this game. The Bengals are favored by a touchdown. The Browns have locked up their playoff position. Uh, the Bengals are mathematically eliminated from this. Uh, Bengals are be playing hard. They don't like the Browns. They have more to play for, not when it comes to playoff, but pride wise. So why not? Why not beat the Browns by a touchdown when Joe Flacco is sitting and the milkman's playing quarterback for the Browns? Who is playing quarterback for the Browns this week? It was that Driscoll guy. Jeff Driscoll went to uh, Cal. No, you said it earlier. Uh, Auburn? No, that was Stidham. That was Stidham. No, I can't remember. All right. You, uh, you, give me give yeah, me. The your, Brown, go ahead. The Browns, are, the Browns are locked into this five seed, the highest wild card, the best wild card team, so – yeah, I'll have I'll have them covering. Why not? You seem to like the Bengals. Yeah, I, I like I just like Jake Browning's. All right, Vikings hey. at Lions. Lions favored by three and a half. T- tell me, tell me about this 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 matchup. Florida Vikings. You played at Florida. Oh, really? Florida, huh? Oh, before uh, I'm transferring Vi- to Louisiana Tech. God, I don't know. All right, go ahead. I'm sorry. Vikings at Lions. Lions. Three and a half. Do the Lions have anything to play for seating-wise? The more you know, NBC star, about the Florida thing. And the what did you say, Louisiana Monroe? What was that? Louisiana Tech? Tech, there you go. Uh, best co- best possible outcome for the Packers, six number six seed. Currently, they're number seven seed. Worst case, they're out. The do you Packers. Mean, do you mean we're talking Vikes and Lions? Are we talking Bears and Packers? Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. God, NFC North. I just I can't keep them all straight. They're all up there. Vikings. Currently out, worst case out, seven wild card, seven seed, best case scenario. Um, 3% chance from a simulator that they'll make the playoffs. The Vikings win. They have a 15% chance to make it. 
they need the Seahawks and Packers to lose, plus at least one win from either the Panthers or Falcons playing at the Lions. The Lions, I still believe, are playing for a two seed if things go their way. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to take the Lions. Yes. I all day, dude. All day. Something's at, st- something's at stake. Yeah. On something at stake. One like, side. Yeah. Which the Vikings. Is, you 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 said three percent chance, and my eyes glazed over. They're 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 packing it in. They have the Lions would need due to cheating and Tom Flory by the Cowboys. They need the Cowboys to lose at the Commanders. The Commanders can get up for that game though. So I feel like there's more possibility somehow that the lions make the two seed than there are the vikings make the playoffs so can you give me the lions that yeah makes sense. yeah you you keep going through the scenarios and i'm like i uh, only know one only know one and that's for the packers mm. have to lose the bears are at the packers packers are favored by three the bears defense the bears seem to like be wanting to build something that's a heated rivalry I need the Bears to win, but at least I'll take them with the points. They have – and also, the Bears are locked in. Locked in to the number one pick in the NFL draft. They'll have the number one and seven pick in the first round. Yeah, does does this – With that draft pick locked in. With that draft pick locked in, the Bears want to win for winning's sake. So this, their second pick, their non-Panthers pick, that does not affected by this outcome, correct? Their non-Panthers pick does is affected somehow. I can oh, okay. tell. I can but tell you right now, the Panthers but, pick. But yeah. Right now they're the tenth pick at seven and nine. If they go eight and nine, they mm-hmm. might dry, drop drop down into the teens, but no no Ooh. further than that. They won't be but, any less but, than sixteen. Right, and there's still, I mean, uh, what's Uber Uber farts? What's his name? Uber Flutes, dude. Yeah, he he's he gonna, and Fields are he's going to stick they're, around. They're, yeah, well, he and Fields are playing coaching for their jobs. Good point. They're going to point if they were if they were to sit Justin Fields and play the what's the coal mining university kid's name? Oh, I don't know. I completely what a what a storyline I completely forgot about. But they should. That's what they should do if they want to like get into that top ten for that second pick. So the fact that they're playing Justin Fields, he's going to ball out. He wants to beat – this is one of the hate most – the oldest, most hated robberies in mm. all of the NFL mm. from millions of years ago when the dinosaurs were here. Ooh, give me the Packers winning in. All right, all right. Get mean about the Saints. I mean, it's, it's, anti, it's an anti-Aaron Rodgers stance when you think about it. Remember? Oh, right, 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 right. All right, my yeah. wild card. Man, we completely neglected to talk about the NFC East. Are you nervous? No. Okay. All right. That makes sense. About that point spread or about like <laughs> about us going to the playoffs? What, y'all, what do you y'all, mean? Y'all get it locking up the two seed. Yeah, I, I hope for it. That'd be great to have a home game. Um. Okay, well, let's not talk. Let's just not talk about the Cowboys. All right. Maybe two. Right. Maybe two home games. Maybe, maybe two maybe. home games. Let's not talk about the Cowboys. I got it. I got it. Message loud and clear. Massey's wild card of the week. Jets at the Patriots. Jets oh, are six and ten. The Pats are four and twelve. Is this Bill Belichick's last game in Gillette Stadium, trainer? Of course it is. Do you remember? 
you remember Tom Brady and Mark Sanchez? Do you remember Drew Bledsoe and Vinny Testaverde? Barely. Barely. Yeah, this is this is not that. This is this is not this is Trevor Simeon and the corpse of Mac Jones, um, who might be behind um, Darnold and Wentz next year is in the um food pecking order for backup quarterbacks. Anyway, what is that spread? Because I didn't know. Minus not two Patriot Pats by two. Pats by two at home. At home. Ooh, the Jets. Jets. New England is currently New, New England is currently sitting at the third draft pick, tied with the Cardinals, and the Jets are sitting at number eight, just behind the Tennessee Titans. So I, I think I think tank wise, like we talked about earlier, tanking wise, the Patriots can stand to lose this, and how they, the Patriots need to lose this more than the Jets do yep. to align a better pick which would impact it better. They get Marvin Harrison Jr. Or they can get that quarterback they want, either one. Um, yeah, give me give me the the Jets to send Belichick out with a loss to the Jets to end his Patriots career. Wow, that sounds awesome. I, I, I really like that. <laughs> I, li- I like that. Um, I, I agree with you. You're looking at some of the bottom of the barrel teams here, and they do uh, they do affect draft order. There was I saw something either recently or randomly that the Commanders had a meaningless win at the end of the 2019 season, which mm-hmm. made their pick drop. And you know mm-hmm. who picked Joe Burrow number one? The Cincinnati Bengals, where Washington could have had Joe Burrow. So there are little wrinkles in you know the butterfly effect in these type of games. I just I like kind of want to say that I kind of want to say that the I think were they the Redskins at that time? I kind of want to say the Redskins. Excuse my language. Uh, they beat Andy Dalton and the Cowboys. I may be wrong, but that's a guess. Um, may, maybe. Um, mm-hmm. I hate the Patriots. I don't want to pick them at all. I don't really care about the Jets. I the the idea that Bill Belichick goes goes out with a loss is hilarious, but. Give me Bill Belichick to win his last game with the Pats and say, I don't care about your draft pick. I'm out of here. Do you remember when um, in the 80s, when they when Bill uh, Bill Parcells won the title with the Giants, the, remember the, when they put him on his shoulders, Trevor Lawrence, or Trevor Lawrence, uh, uh, Lawrence Taylor, excuse me. Yeah. Um, no, I, I do. You, I do you see that happening that. for Belichick? Belichick wins this game. They put him on their shoulders. And then they drop him, and they dump Gatorade or eggnog on him. And I just don't just think like his out, team out. likes him anymore. They're like, this this isn't right, fun. Right. This this sucks. Yeah. You suck. Patriot ways up. It's over. Um. Over. All right, trainer. That is all the time we have for the listeners here. I don't. I don't have anything else to say. I'm. I'm that I'm was. Warped. Hey, we it, just did an hour and a half of straight talking. No that, editing. That was our last. That was our last full slate of football for. Mm. The 2023 season. So RIP. Sad. Does does unless we want to do Baker's dozen and throw some NBA and some golf lines in there. Uh, we'll workshop that, especially the okay. golf aspect. <laughs> Only live tour, sports fans. That's it, and that's all. <laughs> <laughs>